Angie for breakfast. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me. It's Extra Angie for Breakfast, where you get a little bit extra. Got some really cool chats in here today. Uh, Some of them that didn't make it on air, but definitely worth sharing with you if you've got a little extra interest. I love doing interviews, and I especially like it when I get to take my time with them. So if you missed my interview with Draft, it was a podcast we uploaded on Wednesday. So he's performing on two stages around the southwest, in Margaret River and also in Bunbury at the Prince of Wales. So if you want to get along to that, but you want a little bit extra knowledge about uh, one of WA's finest hip-hop artists, and get around that. Oh, yeah, I also take the mick out of him heavily for not being being rock and roll and talking to him on Triple M. So don't don't think I let him get away with that. What can I say? It's a big, it's been a big week. I hope you're well. Um, here is my latest offering, Extra Angie for breakfast. I hope you enjoy. It is Oztober, but something else that happens in Oztober every year is the Brunswick Show and the president of the Brunswick Agricultural Society joins me. Hello, Mark Dalbert. Hello, Angie, and how are we this morning? Well, I'm fabulous, but I also wasn't the president of the, what is it, Australia's biggest one-day show that took place on Saturday. (laughs) No, we've now changed that title. We're now the biggest one-day show in the world. Oh, mate, it was heaving. How are you? Oh, yeah, a little bit worn out like all of us are uh, that were involved in it, but um, sitting here very, very humbled and satisfied with the effort put in. Oh, it was it was wonderful. I mean, ever since I got to the Southwest, everyone told me how fabulous the Brunswick show is. Everyone was so disappointed last year, none more so than yourself and your committee. But Gigi came back with a bang. Oh, we did. And uh, I I believe in karma. I'm a really big karma person. You do good things and do something nice. And we had 60 mil of rain in the middle of the week, which flooded the whole oval out. And I'm thinking, gee, where are we at? But then Thursday, Friday and Saturday, the weather was outstanding. So karma kicked in and um, it turned it all around for us. Now, we've got to talk about some uh, big events that happened on the day. I, of course, was swanning around with my VIPs who were very lovely. They didn't have any VIP diva demands at all, as a matter of fact. So I got off scot-free with those. But a big shout-out to Emma and Brett and Rochelle and Alana and, of course, Charlene and her mum and Zach, who palmed his tickets off to his cousin because he got called into work. But, unfortunately, his cousin had all the kids. And, anyway, we had an absolute ball. So thank you for that opportunity. But one of my highlights was going to the auctions. Oh, yeah. Now, we uh, we did some pretty amazing fundraising for uh, a group in Bunbury called Solaris Care. And um, we took them on board as our charity of choice. And, uh, and I think everybody should have a bit of a look at Solaris Care because I think it's something that everybody will use. But what we did was we had a number of things happening during the day and the proceeds from those were going to Solaris. So the first up, probably one of the things that happened at the end of the day, I'll start with Angie, was the world's biggest sausage auction. That was put on by Jeff Pearson and his crew over in the meeting marquee. They sold all these sausages, raised $4,100 for Solaris Care. But our big ticket item was Clarabelle the Cow for Cancer, a life-size plastic pink cow, which we put up in the trade cattle auction alongside all the real cows. Uh, and Sears, um, and the crew from MGM in Bunbury, uh, James Giarchi and the family, generously paid $6,500 to have Clarabelle as their cow for the next 
12 months to display wherever they want, do whatever they want with it. Um, the MGM crew were outstanding with their pink soup ultra quad truck they put on the grounds, which was no, no uh, mean feat in itself. But yeah, that was a very touching moment oh, to have um, have Clarabelle auctioned off. And I know I saw you guys all there, uh, uh, all part of it. And thank you to everybody that helped out with all the fundraising on the day. I've got to say as well, big shout out to everybody that took part in the grand parade. I ended up jumping on the back of a. a uh, one of the Southwest's very first tip trucks with Nola Marino herself oh, and geez. her family. Yes, that was very special. And um, and, and look, and I've got to also thank Cliffy Reeve, mate. How good was he out there on uh, Saturday as our on-ground announcer? And he and I did the Grand Parade together, and it was. I see you come over and have a good chat to you guys uh, in the Diamond Tea there. So that was fantastic. And also um, some of our VIP competition winners were bloody stoked. They got to go into a brand new Volvo's massive truck. It hadn't even been presented to the driver yet. And they had to take their shoes off to get in the cab. <laughs> it was uh, so uh, well, new. <laughs> well, I think that was actually my truck, wasn't it? I think the uh, the one they all jumped in. <laughs> Well, uh, but look, I've got a question for you though, Angie, and okay. I, I need to ask this. Jenny Shorty and Sean over there in the uh, HBL footy club cooked up the palmies. Now, tell me, how did it go? Well, given the fact that I haven't eaten a chicken parmigiana for about six years because I haven't found a gluten-free one, the ladies did some experimenting the night before when they got the inevitable, oh, food allergies conversation <laughs> Um, it was the most amazing chicken parmigiana I have ever eaten. But, you know, the fiancé who came with me, he has eaten many a chicken parmigiana and he said second to none. The VIPs were blown away. You gave us some uh, table ornaments, some flower arrangements. We had white tablecloths and uh, we, were the, uh, we were the envy of everyone at the HBL footy club rooms uh, when we were sitting there eating our lunch. So thank you so much to the entire team that looked after us so much. To the legends at the, the Lions Animal Nursery, they, we yes. had sneaky back entrance into <laughs> to see all the animals. Uh, we didn't have to line up. Um, just everyone was just fantastic. We had a ball. So thank you so very much. And uh, congratulations no. to you and the whole committee. No, well, thank you, Angie. I mean, you were one of the people that drove some of this stuff. And um, if I could just mention one person, that's Cody Lee. She put all this together and uh, our marketing and everything. Cody did a fantastic job. The entertainment crew, everything down and our fireworks and the last minute band playing on the uh, the MGM mobile stage. So in other words, on the back of a trailer out on the oval. Saturday night, the party was outstanding. And thank you to everybody that came out, uh, supported us. We have raised a lot of money for a lot of community groups all around the Southwest uh, in our area. And um, I can't thank you all enough. Oh, too good. Angie for breakfast. I recognise this phone number. Hello. 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 Is that you, Angela? Is that the fabulous Muriel Webster? Oh, it is. It's me. Aren't you nice? How are you today? I'm sensational. Big weekend. I was at the Brunswick oh. show. What did you get up to? So was I. Oh. I didn't see you there. I saw Clifford Irwell into every life. A little rain must fall. But <laughs> we did go to the Brunswick show. I took my grandchildren. I, I got one of them and I filled him up with all the food I could find. Dagwood dogs, donuts. I gave him lots and lots and lots of soft drink. And then I put him on the road. Oh, he wasn't well. Talk about the chunder chairs. 
<laughs> How old is your poor grandson? He's 22 now. <laughs> but I'm not sure if he'll go back again. Oh, and Angela, I must tell you, oh, the embarrassment. One of the little ones said to me, it just came straight out of the blue. He said to me, Nana, because that's what he calls me. He said, Nana, where does poo come from? And I thought, oh, my God, well, my, I don't want to have this. And I said, no, 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 we'll talk about it. But he was insistent. He wanted to know where poo came from. And I went, all right. So I told him about when you eat food and it goes in there and then it sort of goes around there and then the body decides what it wants and what it doesn't want goes a little bit further down and then you go off to the toilet and that's where poo comes from. And he was looking very, very, very quizzical. And I said, what's the matter, dear? He said, well, if that's poo, where's Tigger from? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are one of a kind. Oh, my stars. Have a perfectly acceptable day. Goodbye. Thank you for your call, Muriel. Angie's a scrappy backpacker from way back. Scrimping on the small stuff to save for the big adventures. Pablo, well, he's a tight ass. But who will be Triple M's biggest scab? So cheap. And if you don't believe us, Pablo actually waters down his hand soap as discovered by his wife on the weekend. Welcome to Friday's (laughs) wrap-up. Uh, we look forward to this moment each and every week, Angie. And we have an addition this week, a welcome addition. Amy, our work experience kid. I am a university student. I'm an intern. I am not a child. Oh, <laughs> it's still working for free. <laughs> Get my title right. <laughs> so well, you threw it right in the deep end, didn't you, Angie, on this week's challenge? Because at the start of the week, I said to you, you need to find... A mascot. The SBL is pretty big down in the south of the state and the Cap City. And I said, find a mascot from the late 80s or early 90s. How'd you go? What's the name for that emotion where you feel really like chuffed with yourself? Where you're really like... Arrogant? No, no. (laughs) I'm going to sit here with a smug look on my face while you listen to this. (laughs) We did mention that Amy was here, so it starts with her. And now in a tradition that is as old as time, when there is work experience, Spirit student in the building, you handball your grubbiest tasks straight over. So I handed this one to you, Amy. Yeah. Um, my first mistake, though, was looking for an SBL mascot. I didn't realise it was a team. That doesn't exist, so that was a good 40 minutes wasted. I don't feel like we can blame you, Amy, for that one. Perhaps I didn't give you good enough direction, but... Bless ya, you tried. So then I started looking at the Geraldton Buccaneers. Buccaneers, they're pirates. Boo (laughs) the Bucks! Boo the Bucks! We hate them! Yeah, we didn't want to know anything about the Bucks. Then we got a lead that came from within the station. Our mate that works with us, who is all about the Slammers, Charmaine. So back in the heyday, the Slammers had a guy run around called the Slam Man. What did the Slam Man look like? A lot of orange lycra. <laughs> Does the Slam Man ever make any more appearances? No, not for a very long time. And I'm not sure the orange lycra would quite fit as well as it did back then. <laughs> so, Amy, you've done exceptionally well. We've tracked it down. And do you want to tell Pablo? Yeah, so we tracked down a phone number and we gave him a ring this morning to find out where the Slam Man came from. 
I can't tell you exactly the original person because, like the Phantom, we have kind of like, you know, taken over from each other over the years. But uh, my turn came when Slam Man failed to show up for one of the games. And uh, so I got asked if I'd be interested in having a crack. And uh, it was just like putting on a Phantom suit. Nobody knew who I was. And it gave me these extra special powers that allowed me to pound around the stadium for hours on end. And I loved it. So I stayed doing it for a few years. Now, I haven't even been able to find a hint of a picture of the Slam Man on the internet. Can you please describe the outfit? If you imagine a tall man wearing an orange leotard with black stripes, uh, <laughs> basketball boots, welding gloves, a face like the King G uh, guy, and um, a basketball uniform over the top, that's Slam Man. Oh, Stop it. I love this too much. When did the Slam Man disappear from courtside? <laughs> when? When Slam Man got a little bit unfit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably early 2000s. I, I remember making a comeback for uh, Aaron Edwards's, I think it was one of Aaron Edwards's big um, milestone matches. I made a bit of a comeback for that. Oh, boy. Mid 2000. So the suit's still there, it still fits. Mmm, interessante, because uh, Mr. Slam Man, obviously, as you said, you know, it's like the Phantom. You've got to pass it on to the next generation. Do we need to recruit someone to become 2022's Slam Man? Look, I'd, I'd still be keen on having a crack. Personally. You would. I'd still be in good nick enough to do it. And uh, I've got a good physio account. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, not only have we tracked him down, but we've given him the zest back again. Welcome back, Slam Man! What do you reckon of that, Pablo? Well done. You brought him back from the dead. <laughs> Couldn't have done it without you, Amy. You were instrumental this week. Uh, I just can't believe he wears welding gloves. <laughs> it sounds a very oddly put together uniform for a mascot but i'm surprised it was around that late till the 2000s i thought it would have died off in the early 90s but i 100 percent agree let's get on the bandwagon let's all of triple m family get behind him and uh bring back slam man for the 2022 season triple m's biggest scab hasn't disappointed yet and it won't because not only am i going to get you a picture next week of the Slam Man, but there'll be video evidence as well. But yeah, that's another score for the Southwest Slammers. Angie for breakfast. Jess from The Bachelorette season this year, if you haven't been keeping up, Jess was the person that uh, gave us emotions about a chair that we never ever thought we would experience you know that old ikea ad and it had the lamp and the lamp got thrown out we all felt sorry for the lamp and at the end of the ad they're like don't feel sorry for the lamp it's a lamp don't be stupid yeah we had emotions for a chair and uh jess is the reason behind that hello lady good morning how you going (laughs) i'm good um (laughs) i wrote some notes when i watched the uh the red carpet last week and uh, literally one of them was in there and it was like, I've never been so emotional about a chair before. This poor bloke created this whole spectacle of getting Brooke in her beautiful gown to uh, bolt together a love seat and then you got to sit on it first. (laughs) Yes, yes, the old chair gate. Sargo, you know, oh. that I'm never going to stop hearing about. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, you you know, it's a bold move, mate. you got to stand by that. 
Yeah, no, of course. There was definitely, you know, no malice intent. And, you know, watching it back and seeing Conrad, you know, build this chair with her, I'm like, okay, so now I see what all the fuss was about. But at the time, I didn't know all of that. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go sit on this chair that he's made. Okay, that's fine. And and she didn't say really anything about it after we sat down. So I was like, okay, it's fine. And everyone, you know, afterwards was like, Oh, that's the worst thing in the world. I'm thinking, it's just a chair, guys. I'm <laughs> now I see, you know, that, you know, that was his thing and, 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 you know, it wasn't the best move on my behalf. And, you know, we kind of joked about it afterwards, Conrad and I, and I apologized for it and whatnot. But, you know, like time is so precious in the house and you kind of, you just got to go for it. And I was so hyper-focused on talking to Brooke and wanting to get that time that like nothing else, you know, was sitting in my brain. I don't remember anything else that sort of happened before that. So, yeah, and you know I, what? I spoke to Brooke last week after the red carpet and I asked her about it. She said the only thing that was really beat up in the editing and the production was that moment. She's like, it really wasn't that. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, we it, love that. you've <laughs> got to give us something here. <laughs> um, but what I actually really wanted to talk to you about was the fact that um, in some of your description, because what's really fun with, uh, you know, Bachelorette and Bachelor contestants is that all of a sudden there is so much information on the internet I bet you didn't even know about yourself but apparently you described yourself as a down-to-earth drama queen and I need to know did you describe yourself that way? Um, You know what I don't remember but it sounds about right because I'm such an emotional person when it comes to anything you know like a really good moment can be like the most amazing thing ever and that's how I describe it back to my friends and then if one little thing happens, like if I break my nail, it's like all hell's broken loose. We must go to the nail shop. So, yes, okay, drama queen is probably correct term. So where does the down to earth, like I, I just, this is what, I love being able to have a conversation with someone because when I read that, I was like, how can you be down to earth and a drama queen? Oh, you know what? Because I'm just so in tune with conversations and I can go from having, you know, a very jovial chat with someone and we're, you know, talking about who knows what and whatever it might be. And then next minute, it's like super deep. I'm talking about emotions, what happened in the past, why did that happen? And and then, you know, so it can always be a, a very diverse conversation when it comes to me. Yeah, I get that vibe from you. So this is, I mean, this is, and this is what's great. And this is why I, you really cherish my job because everyone gets to see the headlines, but you know, not everyone actually gets the opportunity to sit down, have a chin wag and find out what's actually at the bottom of all this BS. Yeah, I know. And, um, you know, seeing Jess's dog act and I'm thinking, (laughs) oh gosh, okay. All right, everyone. Yeah. you, You don't know me, but sure. We'll go with that. You know, it's the worst thing to happen out of this whole season. So crucify me if you will. (laughs) Nah, no chance of that. Although I will say, uh, being on the set last night, oh, well, when it was filmed, um, watching it back, do you think, and I think you're actually a perfect person to weigh in on this one, did Conrad and Brooke fall in love last night? Um, I was, I, I wasn't watching. Um, oh, you didn't watch it last night? <laughs> I, I just fast-forwarded through a few bits and pieces. No, um, I don't. Honestly, it seems like there's some sort of connection there, um, but I'm rooting for my girls, Holly and Jamie Lee, so I hope that they, you know, end up with one of them ends up with Brooke, so fingers crossed. Why do you think Holly? I just think, like, watching it back, there's, you know, a few moments there. They've obviously built some sort of connection, same with Jamie Lee um, from her first kiss and, and whatnot. So I'm just, 
yeah, looking forward to watching it unfold like everyone else. All right. Well, uh, that's I love, and again, I love the inside take on this. It's fantastic. <laughs> What's next for you? Oh, well, um, ladies, I'm still single. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually really trying to concentrate on just my health and well-being um, and I'm working on some delicious recipes for my cookbook that comes out soon. Oh. Um, so stay tuned for that. And if you want to keep up to date with any of my food and my cooking adventures, you can find me at Kick It With Coco. And my pseudonym online is actually Coco White. So if anyone's trying to watch, you know, what I'm cooking up um, on my live stream as well, that's where you'll find me. And, um, yeah, I can't wait, you know, for you guys to try some of my uh, delicious recipes. Are we going to see a crossover into MasterChef next season? You know what? Um, I would love to. So if anyone um, that's involved with MasterChef is listening, uh, please give me a call. I might not be up to that standard, but I promise you my food tastes really good. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be entertaining. (laughs) Yes, and that's the most part with all my eye rolls all the time. (laughs) Hey, good on you, lady. Thanks so much for the chat, Jess. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Ciao. Joining me on the line is Mayor Henley of the fine city of Bustleton. Hello. Good morning, Edge. Good morning to all your listeners on this fine spring day. What month is it, Mayor Henley? Uh, it's October, I think. No, it, it's not. <laughs> Oztober. It's Oztober. Oztober, of course, of and, course. And I yeah. know that you love your music. In fact, a little birdie told me that on Tuesday you were singing your lungs out with the Dunbay Whalers in Dunsborough for your birthday. So happy birthday. Thank you. What else would you do on your birthday than shanty and uh, have, a, have a pint with your mates? Well, exactly. But what it does lead me to ask, is there a Australian origin sea shanty that we should have included for a great Australian songbook tomorrow? Oh, good question. There's some great shanties going back to the early days, songs like South Australia and Botany Bay and all those sort of things. So I'll look into it for you, Edge. All right. Well, we've got limited time, but we've also got limited time because we've got about 10,000 events coming up for City of Bustleton. But today is a big day. Uh, National Top Tourism Town is announced today. Yeah, so Bustleton uh, was the winner of the Top Tourism Town in WA this year, announced in Geraldton in May. Uh, and we are in the running for the inaugural Top Tourist Town uh, National Award. And that's going to be announced in about an hour or two's time. So fingers crossed. Uh, we're up against some stiff opposition from around the country, but uh, I think we're, we're in with a good chance. Who are you up against? Uh, look, some of, some of the other finalists, I, I know Ballarat in, in Victoria. Nah, um, they got nothing on Bustleton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sister lives there, because so I've got to be nice. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, there's, there's some other um, great entrants from around Australia, but, but yeah, Bustleton certainly stands up alongside uh, the best of them. Oh, definitely. And, of course, showcasing the finest of Bustleton this weekend is the show. Bustleton show, yeah, Friday night and all day Saturday for the whole family. Um, something on there. While Lord and his committee do a fantastic job organising the the show each year. Um, fireworks on Friday night and uh, and all the the fun of the show um, for the kids on uh, on Saturday. Brilliant. Now we've had the Margaret River Wine Awards, and we just wrapped up another Margaret River Festival in the Fine Vines Festival. So it's all about wine at the moment. Yeah, the culmination of the Fine Vines Festival, uh, the Margaret Wine Show and, and the awards for that on Friday. 
uh, and some real premium wines from our area, uh, world class wines, and uh, and great to to support that with over fifty percent of the Appalachian in the city of Buffalo. Brilliant. Now I'm uh, I'm sad that I can't be at the Margaret River Wine Awards on Friday, but I will be at the Chamber Business Awards. Yeah, this is a, a great uh, experience for for all of our local and small businesses, um, supported by the Bustleton and Dunsbury Yelling Up Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Uh, and also the City of Boston and other sponsors. Uh, the awards recognise businesses who, who are doing some incredible work. Uh, and even those that don't win an award have a really uh, great experience in, in self-introspection, in looking into your business, in in examining um, how you can do things better. And uh, it's it's always a very worthy experience. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. I get very excited when the business community comes out to celebrate together because most of them are a small to medium enterprise and they don't get a lot of time for that, really. So cannot wait for Friday night. See you all there. Um, There's so much going on, including, of course, this is epic. It's not this Sunday. It's next Sunday. Bustleton Airport Open Day. Yeah, Bustleton uh, Airport will will open the doors on on Sunday and we've got a lot of... uh, uh, resident and guest aircraft that will be there, including an appearance by the Royal Australian Air Force who are celebrating their centenary this year. Um, so our, our friends in the light blue. Uh, and they'll be visiting aircraft and, and a great show for, uh, for the whole family to get out there. Sunday the 7th, um, gates open at 9, goes through to 4pm. I'm going to have to get on to my mate Jeffrey Thomas, who is the aviation editor of the West Australian. I like to call him an aerosexual because he just loves aeroplanes so much. So I have to make sure <laughs> that he knows about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Look, there's heaps going on. Eagle Bay Epic. We've got the Vass Open Day, Outdoor Cinema at Art Geo. We've got the WA Dirt Cart. Uh, dirt Cart Titles. But we need to do a big mention for the Origins Markets next Friday. Origins Market opening next Friday and uh, they'll have activities all weekend. Um, So, yeah, pretty exciting. A lot of local businesses in there and some real um, boutique and niche markets that'll be be incorporated into that. Um, This weekend, of course, Bustleton Squash Titles, the Invitational there at the Siebel if you want to come down and see some of the state's top um, squash players. That's always great as well. Brilliant. Well... We'll take a big deep breath. Everybody strap in and get ready for Event Central around Bustleton. Thank you so much, Mayor Henley. Check our website for all those event details and uh, get out and enjoy um, some of what our beautiful region has to offer. Triple M's My Butcher Rules with Pete's Chop Shop, purveyor of all meats since forever. Oh, yes. Pete from Pete's Chop Shop is in purvey of all meat since forever. Um, I love how I love how vague that statement is. I've got to say, Pete, since forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, all meat yeah, since, since forever. forever. <laughs> Brilliant, eh? <laughs> it's so vague. It's so perfect. I love it too much. But uh, I've got some big news to announce. Are you ready? <clears throat> I actually right, think away. we need to um, we need to bring this down a little bit. Build a bit of the uh, the suspense. Yep. Over the weekend, there was the AMIC Awards. Now, people might remember that I judged a regional sausage competition earlier in the year. Yes. Uh, tasting lots. I seem to be eating a lot of sausage in the Southwest. No wonder <laughs> I'm at the gym now. Pete from Pete's Chop Shop and the team at Pete's Chop Shop have won Retailer of the Year. <laughs> Brilliant, wasn't it? So good. Congratulations. Yes, it 
No, it was, really, it was a great night, Ange, and um, I would just want to say a big shout-out to the guys at Buckingham Meats. Uh, they've won a, a couple of awards. Uh, Bryn down in Donnybrook Butchers and uh, Robbie by Beef by the Reef. So, yeah, great for your uh, local butchers. Support your local butchers, guys. This is brilliant. Oh, it's so Unreal. good. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. And what I love more is uh, I'm, I'm very like, um, what is it? I'm so proud of Regional WA. And I bloody love it when we get to stick it to the, <laughs> the city, city folk and beat them yeah, at their own yeah, game. Brilliant, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that's absolutely huge. And I suppose that's why I get so very excited when you come into the studio. But we haven't even talked about what oh, you've we cooked food today. <laughs> that's so, right, yeah. We've got flaming chicken. So what we've done, we've boned and rolled a chicken Maryland skin on. We've diced up some red capsicum, mm. some mushroom, and we've put a bit of our house-made pancetta through it. Rolled it up, wrapped it in bacon, and put a little truss around it. A little bit of paprika on the top just to get the skin nice and crunchy. And, um, yeah, in the oven for 180 for about 35 minutes, and they're done. And a gluten-free potato salad on the side. How easy is that? Nice, nice so cold good. the next day. Um, and that pancetta, just that pancetta gives that uh, chicken a nice uh, fattier type taste, which is beautiful. I mean, I'm eating it for breakfast because... It's not bad, eh? Whatever. <laughs> My stomach doesn't know can. what time it is. But that's perfect for, like, lunch, leftovers, yeah, dinner, yeah, like yeah. everything. Yep, yep, that's yep. so good. So the guys are doing them. They, when they come to the shop, they said that uh, we're going to do them for the rest of the week. So they're seven fifty a parcel. So oh. yeah. So yeah, if you that's come amazing. in, you want something and you, easy. And you can definitely share them. Oh, they're, definitely. They're big, they're big yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're they're looking really around the 400, 500 grams, so... Ah, well, congratulations to you on a massive win on the weekend. Yeah, very Um, good. Also to Buckingham's, Donnybrook, and also Beef by the Reef. Yeah, yeah, those guys, yeah, brilliant. Really great great to see all of our local butchers getting the recognition that they bloody deserve. Yeah, well, it's good. You know, when you go to the city, that's always about the city guys, and to go up there and have our guys, the country guys, go up and grab awards, it was great. It's a great feeling. So, yeah, (laughs) the country boys are uh, kicking a bit of butt at the moment, which is great. Unreal. Love it. not just my butcher that rules. It's yours as well. So um, take some inspiration. Go and see what they can dish up for you for dinner tonight. Pete? Yes. You're a bloody legend. Thanks for coming in. (laughs) From the Brecky Show, hello, Ange. You're too much, Cliff Reeve. You're too much. I know. You will? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. Except uh, this morning when I woke up, the big news that like grabbed me right in the face was the naughty Southwest students. Yeah, muck up day. Ooh, did you do a muck up day? Yes. It was a long time ago and it was relatively benign. I think uh, there was one group of kids got one of the cars and stuck it into the gym uh, and, and they toilet papered a whole bunch of, uh, like, one wing. Yeah. But, you know, and we are not, look, we're going we're gonna to take the whatever out of this, but we are not in any way, shape or form, condoning damage, hurting people or anything. That's Anything that, that's, illegal. That's not Any on. of the drug stuff, no, you've any, gone no, too far. Sorry, too far. Also, for me, is a big one. If there are any young women particularly listening, never put a naked picture of yourself on the internet, you mm, peanuts. It's going to be there forever. But in saying that, uh, 95% of the lists that was on this, um, you know, muck up day scavenger hunt thing, Cliff and I had too much of a laugh at. So we, we figured it is not safe for us to discuss this on the radio this evening. We actually need a real adult present. So please welcome my dad. Mm, hello, Dave. How are you? This is um, outraged from June's up here. How are you going? <laughs> it's funny because you are married to a Karen. Absolutely. I'm flabbergasted. My gasp has never been so flabbered. But yeah. this is, we, 
We just need you to be a bit of a um, a mercury level. You know, we need to take the temperature of the room here because Cliff and I cannot be trusted with this sort of thing. Yeah, well, look, I the, can other, tell. the other thing is when we did our mile of dirt a long, long time ago, there was no social media, yeah. none of that. But like you say, I mean, you know, someone's got a naked picture of themselves up there. It'll be there forever. Yeah. So you've got, to think, you've got to think about that. And Jeff Stewart. Stewie, hello, mate. How are, uh, excuse me. The Honourable Southwest District Superintendent, Jeff Stewart, <laughs> has warned that a bit of fun could have some dire consequences and we don't condone anything illegal no. or damaging or anything of that nature. But you do have a list you're going to test. All right. So. Dad, being the moral compass here for, for us. Um, Thank you, darling. Is this okay? For 35 points, they are encouraged to get an older person to flip you off. <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> flip them the bird. Oh, flipping the bird. Mm. I've heard Harmless. of that. I've heard of that, but I'll tell you what, I was surrounded by dead parrots after it happened to me, so I, I absolutely uh, <laughs> abhor cruelty to animals. It never happened. Right All right. Well, what about this one? Um, this, this, is, this is a good prank, I would say. Call your grandparents and tell them you're pregnant. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what, if you called your grandfather and told him you were pregnant, he'd faint. <laughs> you know, he'd say, how on earth did that happen? My... <laughs> that's, that's number seven. Immaculate we conception. Don't want to go there. I'm not married. <laughs> um, exactly. All right. Exactly. What, what about, about this? Time, you right? know, we've got to remember that these are teenagers, and teenagers are naughty. We were all there. We all did it. So what about swimming in the Victoria Street Fountain? Well... I'll tell you what, I'm I'm absolutely outraged by that. Uh, I'll tell you what, I looked at that photo for about half an hour. <laughs> and I'm disgusted, absolutely disgusted. In fact, I'm going to look at it for another half an hour and be even more disgusted. You do not want to jump to a conclusion, Dave. I think that's very good, very, very good. <laughs> All right, what about... Mind you, you know, the, the one thing, when I saw that, I went, in this weather? <laughs> Exactly. I saw exactly. that, and I'm just sorry that I didn't think of doing it beforehand. Yeah. You better not. You better not. You're not too old, you know. <laughs> well, I think the three of us have come to zero conclusions about mm. what is uh, morally appropriate and what is not. But um, let's just make sure that we don't beat the kids up on social media. They will get in enough trouble for this one. Yeah, I think you're probably right too. Dave, you've been an immense help to us. So future years, future generations are going to be taking this advice. So if anything else happens, we're blaming you. I don't blame them, but I'll tell you what, as a warning for all those kids about social media, Ugh. don't ever think about going into politics or getting a position of responsibility because it will get held against you. That's good. He's good, your old man, you know that. Oh, don't be sensible. We were having a <laughs> laugh. See yeah. you, Dad. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. Right, I'm off to run up the Bunbury Tower naked. mucking <laughs> up. Listen, the worst we ever did was have a pash behind the bike sheds. But you. But an all-boys grammar school, it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> You'll never get him off the phone. Just yeah. hang up. Thank you, <laughs> oh, look, you're right. I mean, there are people going to be clutching the pearls over this, and some of it's just not right. But you know what? In 24 hours, there is something else that's going to happen, and it'll be out of the news cycle and, you know, whatever. Just the, the illegal stuff and hurting people and damaging people and cars and stuff. No, not on. Not on. But if you want to run naked up the, the tower, good for you. There's a bloody lot of steps there, I'll tell you what. Angie for breakfast. Fishing. A jerk on one end of the line, waiting for a jerk on the other end. What's biting in the southwest on Triple M? And here he is, Buzzleton's most 
famous Fisho, <laughs> Holly, got recognised in the pub from his voice the other day. Stop I did, it. yes. <laughs> yeah, they... Farmer Darren from out Chapman Hill Road. Well, yeah, we're in sort of having a uh, sherbet. And then Naomi goes, you're the bloke on the radio, aren't you? I said, what? And he goes, yeah, um, the fishing report. He said he loves the intro. He said it still makes him laugh every time he hears the, the intro. <laughs> I can't so claim I that. I, I stole that yeah. from an old radio announcer. But I do, so I do have two listeners. So yeah. Good and my mum. Don't forget mum. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I do want to highlight is uh, Holly has got an announcement to make. It's a proud father moment. So yes. everybody get ready with the applause. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, last Friday, um, graduation day for Jakey Boy. Uh, went over to Bunbury. It was a great show, great night. And um, in the end, he did get one of the scholarships from the Lions Club into yeah. uni at Curtin. Yeah. <laughs> That's unreal. So that he's is up to unreal. Curtin. And he's even got the scholarship for the room and board and everything's all, you know, how they do all that sort of stuff. And he pays it back once he gets a job and stuff. So, yeah, he's really excited. And, um, yeah, I'm very proud. And his mother was as well. So, the, and grandma and granddad, yeah, they're all there. So, it was a great night. So, yeah, well Congrats. done, Jakey. Congrats. Thank you. Also, uh, we need to probably talk about fishing. Yes, definitely. All right. <laughs> I actually was at the pool the other day doing some laps, and like I was saying, when we're going diving, you're going to get a bit fitter. Um, but a guy was in the next lane next to me trying to rub his goggles and stuff to get them ready. Remember I mentioned the Johnson's Baby Shampoo? Yep. Yeah, put some of, I did give some of that to him. He put it on his goggles and said, mate, that is amazing, and you smell really nice and baby sort of thing too. So, <laughs> but yeah, get into that, guys. It does clear your mask. So, yeah. Um, also, I was talking to Tomo the other day. He sent me some photos and a bit of footage. They were out King Georging around the four mile way, about 16, 18 metres. Um, and every King George they were catching, which were like half metre jobbies, a little great white, a three metre white was coming up and eating them as they were catching them. So. Oh, that's so cool. That's what they said. They said they even like were rubbing their line, like their rods. They had them as it was coming up and then they were just sort of like, patting it but with their rod sort of thing. And said, yeah, it just hung around until they sort of moved because they weren't catching any fish because they were just feeding him. So, yeah, but how cool is that? That is so cool. And, I mean, it's only appropriate because um, I only found this out recently the other day, but November is actually called Noember. Noah. Noah. For the Noahs or the Sharks. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another reminder, Shark Shields, the Shark Safe app. Like, we've got got technology now. Yeah, let's use it, guys. Yep. Yep, and even I was talking to another customer line, Tim, and he was saying that there was a the helicopters down because he's at Abbey Way, and he said it, the the white come in and under the jetty there, it actually went down to the Dunsborough area, and he was swimming under the jetty. It was, I don't think it was the same one. It sounds like it was a bit bigger. And then it comes back to the jetty. I think it's just doing that little lap up and down. So, yeah, be wary of them. But like I say, wear the shark shields. That's the only reason why Dave and I dive, because we still feel safe because we have the shark shields on. So, yeah. And also I was talking to Scalzi, which he sent me that photo. Yeah, so talk to us about this um, lost squid. Yeah, it's an arrow-tailed squid, and he was saying that apparently they only come from up north and they're out in the deeper waters, so it obviously got stuck in the um, the current. But I think this time last year I did mention that as well. Someone else sent me a photo of an arrowhead squid, so, yeah, so well, it must be something in the season or something. So You just never know what's going to be biting no. in the southwest. But, Holly, what are we doing no. this weekend? All right, this weekend, the weekend weather is looking actually pretty good, actually. So um, Saturday is easterly seven knots. Swinging westerly five knots by lunchtime, and then southwesterly twelve knots in the Arvo, and then Sunday is a really good dewy day. It's southwesterly six knots, swinging southwesterly in the Arvo ten knots. So, and I think Maxine and I are going to get out and try and touch some up some of these um, whiting. And also, when I was talking to Scalzi, he said um, he was watching a guy because he's, he's down near Dolphin Road. He said this guy goes out every morning and he's sort of here there. Then he goes out white, but he's, he's back to the ramp by about eight o'clock. So I reckon he spotted Max. So Max, if you're listening, mate, yeah, you've been stalked by Scalzi. So. <laughs> Tight lines, guys.
I am the Southwest's biggest voyeur when it comes to all the local community pages. <laughs> Honestly, I know there's uh, a lot of us out there, those that just like to peek in, cheeky, give a bit of a like or a laugh emoji. But I unfortunately saw something yesterday that just appalled me and I needed to share it with you. And it comes from the pages of the Margaret River Community Notice Board. And this might really surprise you. Sean has said, so you cowards think you're tough because you jumped me, waited for me to be alone in front of my house, angry face. I still handled all of you, left three of you on the ground, laid out. You're lucky I don't have any marks on my face. I have some on my arms and neck, but so what? That doesn't bother me. I bet you didn't expect me to swing back since it was six against one. I might be 33, but I was not too old for this fight. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was getting tired of fighting and just wanted to go back in the house, but I kept swinging and made sure you got yours. All I have to say, you started it and I finished it. Man, I hate mosquitoes. Oh, you got me hook, line, and sinker with that one, Sean. You gave me a good crack up. And, uh, yeah, it kind of is that time of year, especially with all this rain that we've still got around and then it's hot and then it's cold. It's like mosquito breeding ground central and we've got lots of um, mozzie-borne viruses in the southwest. So just make sure you're tipping out all the stagnant water so you don't get jumped outside your house like Sean did in Margaret River. Angie for breakfast. I just wanted to give you a bit of an update on that numbat situation. Remember there was that prescribed burn in Perup and it burnt really hot. And it was a big concern to local people there who knew that it was a numbat habitation area. And anyway, so there's been lots of concern about the population there. There's a fella who is a farmer in the region, and his name's Bill Smart, and he's been taking photos of the population for years. He'd counted about 65 animals in the area. Well, in the spirit of good news, he has spotted two young numbats that he believed were numbats from adjoining bushland outside the burn area. So, I don't know, there have been definitely sightings in the area that was torched um, and after the probe and the inquiry from DBCA into the, the level of the burn, it did experience higher levels of fire intensity than anticipated in some areas and they think that um, dry soil was a contributing factor to it. So uh, there's a lot to learn from it, especially as we move into the next fire season. But it's great to see that, uh, you know, Bill has been able to spot a couple of little critters. They're so bloody adorable. Um, if you've got any spare change, perhaps good uh, opportunity to dom- donate to some numbat conservation in the light that they are our little critters here in the southwest and they're in a bit of strife at the moment. Angie for breakfast. Dunzo, and one of the, my favourite things I want to share with you about this week um, is the sass that I'm starting to get from people in the southwest when they call up. I was in lots of trouble for, with Jude, who called up the other day to take a guess at my Sound of the Southwest on-air competition. It's been driving people mad since July, and they cannot figure out where the location is. Well, Jude was all sorts of sassy and is cross that I haven't given away any clues. I also had someone call up from Margaret River to have a crack because I hadn't mentioned that the Margaret River show is coming up. So I love it when people do that. So if you ever get the notion to call me up and, uh, you know, give it back. I don't have a glass jaw. I can take it. And I I always bloody love hearing from you. It makes my absolute day. 
I also want to let you know that I started F45 at the start of this week. It's part of an on-air promotion. We teamed up with the crew at F45 in Bunbury, Dalyelp and Treendale to bring this to us. We've got our eight Triple M listeners that are doing the challenge along with Suze and myself and... Oh, man, my legs hurt after arm day. So I just want to be better next week. That's all I want to be is better next week. Thanks for being here. From the wise words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. And from me, be excellent to each other and yourself. Breakfast with Angie. Download the listener app and listen anytime. The Southwest Triple M.